Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Off the Books podcast. I am your ever loving, caring, thoughtful. I wouldn't call you loving. Maybe caring. Destroyer of both worlds. I don't know. But I'm Brandon Humerick here with my lovely co-host, Miss Taylor. Hello, hello. We are here to bring you a brand new episode of the Off the Books podcast. I was about to say. You you never... I have to clarify that you never know. It could always be a rerun. It could. Yeah. Yeah. So, we are here today to talk about Taylor's obsession, her lifestyle choice. Yes. And who she will be voting for for the next president of the United States. Correct. We are talking about Fourth Wing. Heck yeah. I don't even know who the book is written by. Rebecca Yaros. There we go. So if you don't know about Fourth Wing, you're either under a rock or you're Brandon Humerick. So mm -hmm, there's a... Yeah. I have so many people trying to get Fourth Wing now because I've just talked their ear off about it. And they're like, actually, it does sound pretty cool. There's dragons, there's love, there's war, and Zayden fucking Rorison. So, I mean, how many, how much more can you, can you like? It's great. <laughs> Anyways. Why well, won't Google search for me? I was about to there say, we go. did you want to say the synopsis of it? I don't even have anything pulled up. So you're good. Go ahead. All right. Lead the way. So... Fourth Wing uh, is the first book of the of the Imperian series. There is, a, I think, five that are supposed to come out. The second book just came out on the 7th of November, 2023, depending on when you're listening to this. So make sure you get your copy if you haven't. That The second one's going to be is called Iron of Flame, and that one will be discussed on the show at some point. Um, so if you're new here... We're going to have spoilers. This will be diving deep into the realm of Fourth Wing and be talking about all the little goodies. So, the synopsis of Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Enter the brutal and elite world of a war college for dragon riders from the world's best-selling author. 20-year-old Violet Sorengale, sorry, totally messed up her last name, was supposed to enter the the scribe quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now the commanding general, also known as her tough as Talion's mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite, uh, or the elite of Navarre, dragon riders. But when you're smaller than every anyone else, and your entire body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away because dragons don't bond to fragile humans they incinerate them with fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets most would kill violet to better their own chances of of success the rest would just kill her for being her mother's daughter like zayden rorison the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the rider's quadrant she'll need every edge of her wits can totally messed that sentence up give me a second she'll need every edge of her wits can give her just so to see the next sunrise 
Yet with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly, the kingdom's protective wards are falling, and the death tolls continue to rise. Even worth, worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is beginning to t- hide a terrible s- secret. Lordy, my <laughs> wording today is not good. Friends, enemies, lovers, everyone at Bagscath War College has an agenda because once you enter, there are only two ways out. Graduate or die. I am so excited about this book. So there's a lot to discuss with this book. 20-year-old Violet Sorengale is our main character of this book. She is what the point of view is from and she's ready for conscription day i thought that said constipation day no because i glanced day. at it quick yeah like what the fuck like what's going on in this world it's like <laughs> everyone chooses their dragon on constipation day if they and the dragon shit at the same time it's meant to be <laughs> be one hell of a that'd be one hell of a weird way to start a book huh yeah it would be <laughs> So conscription day is basically the first day that when you go to college, basically, after all of your schooling, you've been basically your whole life going towards one quadrant or another. So they have four quadrants, infantry, scribes, healers, and riders. So you've already been training. You already know what you kind of want to go into when you're young. Do you know what this honestly sounds like to me? Dinotopia. Dinotopia. You, you might be a little young to remember this, Maybe. but that when I was younger, I mean, probably like 10 or, or younger, mm-hmm. there was a series for a limited time that was on like ABC called Dinotopia, where these two dudes washed up on an island after a shipwreck and there was fucking dinosaurs. And all of the people were sorted into like four groups where it was like one was on defensive stuff from like the bad dinosaurs because mm-hmm. good dinosaurs worked with the people and then there was like builders and, and it was kind of kind of similar to that but people rode pterodactyls hmm. yeah interesting so proceed thank you <laughs> tangent done, done. <laughs> <laughs> so violet's getting ready to she's been training her life to be a scribe her dad was a scribe she's always known that that's what she's gonna be she's been training her life to basically be the note taker for history is basically what it is and organizing archives and all of that but her mom argues her that she cannot be a scribe and she will have to be a writer because her mom's the general of the writer's quadrant so she kind of forces her hand because her dad is no longer here and he had passed away before this book starts and so has her older brother Brennan. So it's oh. really just her mom, her and her sister My- uh, Myra, Mira, however Mira. you want to say it. That's definitely Mira. Mira, thank you. So she hears her sister arguing with their mother saying that Violet will not survive the Riders Quadrant and their mother, Lil, um, General Lilith Sorengale. Of course it's Lilith. Lilith, yeah. Of course. <laughs> says that Violet will do just fine in the Riders Quadrant. After leaving the their mother's office, Mira repacks Violet's rucksack and gives gives her gifts with her dragon scale 
corset, which is impenetrable armor, along with multiple sheaths for her daggers and boots with good grip. She says that to get across what they call the parapet, you need really good boots because if you don't have, you know, grit to them, that you're just going to slide right off and you're going to fall to your death. So, so do they explain what a parapet is? Yes. And I'm going to explain that in a minute. So Mira is by what you can guess, she's already been through the rider squadron. She is a rider herself. She's, I believe a second year at this time or no, she's actually a third year at this time. So she's not actually in the school with her, with Violet. She's, already been giving tasks outside of the school so mira braids her uh violet's hair into into a crown around her head so it can't be grabbed while in combat um because they will try anything any like any other cadet will try anything to kill her she's the general she's weak it's just easy to get her out of the way kind of thing so also something to note is Violet has brown hair that goes to the very tip is silver. So no, it they say it came from a sickness from birth, and that's why her hair is naturally silver at the bottom. Um, but they they haven't really explained it a lot. There's a lot of theories about it, but we'll get into that later. So, um. When they walk to the Bagsgath War College, Mira tells Violet that she needs to find Dane Ateos, which is Violet's childhood friend who is a second year cadet, and that she needs to avoid Zayden Vorison because he will kill her because he is a third year rider and the son of Fen Vorison, who is the man that started the rebellion years ago, and he was also executed by their mother. So... Zayden's kind of like pissed off for a reason at this whole family. So, of course, she tells her, stay away from Zayden. While climbing the stairs to the parapet, and what the parapet is, is it's a very thin cobblestone kind of, um, I guess, bridge is what you want to call it. Um, this is what they have. Yeah. To become a, ca- a cadet in the rider's quadrant, rider candidates must cross the parapet on conscription day. Mm-hmm. It is located in the oh, add, in the southern turret, and the candidates must climb 250 steps to reach the parapet. The parapet itself is 200 is 200 feet. I'm sorry, 200 feet in the air, and is only 18 inches wide. Yeah. The exact length of the parapet is unknown. Due to its height, the wind is very strong and can blow candidates off, causing them to fall to their death. The parapet is also made of stone, and any rain or wet conditions could cause candidates to lose their footing and fall. Uh, there are second and third years that are accompanied by scribes at the base of the turret at the top and, and whatnot to serve. They serve to provide data on the candidates that mm-hmm. successfully climbed the turret and crossed the parapet for the scribes. The scribes on the other side, mm-hmm. they make note of who basically lived, who right. survived to the other side. Yeah. So. And they say, though climbing the turret is not an official entrance test for the rider's quadrant, no. there is no railing and candidates have been known to fall to their deaths while climbing the staircase. Yeah. 
on average, about 15% of candidates die per year. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Wow. So while climbing the stairs, Violet meets, um, and I'm going to totally destroy her name. So please, I feel horrible for big fans that listen to the audiobooks. But Rainanen? Rainanen? Anyways. I would say Rhiannon. Rion. Rhiannon. Yeah, I don't Rhiannon. know. Rhiannon. Okay. If I ever listen to the audiobook, I'll tell you. Thank you. Um, but she offers to switch left boots so that they'd at least have one boot with good grip. Um, at the top of the turret, she meets Zayden Royson, but he doesn't try to kill her. While crossing aboard behind her, Jack Barlow chases her to try to push her off. Now, a really big thing to mention here is when you are in a rider quadrant and you have bonded a rider or like you bonded a dragon, you end up getting what they call a signet power. And what's really interesting to note here is that Violet's mom, her signet power is weather, rain, and clouds, wind. Wind and rain is basically her power. And as soon as she gets on the parapet, the wind and the rain kicks on. Meaning, did her mom really want her to live? Which is a huge conspiracy and a th- big theory happening within the fans. Did her mom truly want her to live crossing this? Or did mm-hmm. she do this as a way to get rid of her sickly frail child so jack barlow chases her to try to push push her off but she finishes crossing before she can before he can get to her um but all she knows is jack still wants to kill her now it is important to note which is pretty funny it's um it's the smallest little detail but she does it a lot in this book where when she was crossing to (laughs) To keep control and um, her balance, she ends up basically rump- like rambling to herself about random historical facts about the college and about the history of the continent. So she's just standing up there talking about history and everybody else is like, move, bitch, you know, <laughs> just like running. So before Jack can step off the parapet, um, she holds a knife to his gut, but does not kill him. Once she's um there, she gives her name to the scri- uh the, to the scribe, feels very sick, and goes to sit down. And that's when she finds Dane, who immediately tries to convince her to switch to the scribe qu- quadrant and that he can sneak her out. And if they leave now. She's already proven herself that she could be in the writer's quadrant, but she should really just go back to Scribes where she belongs. And this is supposed to be her like best friend of how many? 15 plus years. But she refuses. So instead, he puts her into his squad in the writer's quadrant so he can protect her. So a little breakdown of squads is that there are three squads in each section so you have the claw section the flame section and the tear tail section you have a section leader 
an executive officer, and then you have a squad leader and a wing leader. So she ends up being put into fourth wing section in the flame or squad two flame section fourth wing. So or squad one. I forget. Anyways, she's in flame section under fourth wing. And it's important to say, too, that this would also put her under Dane's control, basically, because he will be this. He's the the squad like leader. Mm -hmm. So having doing that, though, also puts her right under Zayden's wing, meaning that he has direct access to her at any time and can punish her for any minor rule that she infracted however he sees fit so before her first class dane tells violet that his signet is the ability to read people's recent memories he also tells her he has to be touching their face to to get their memories so that's extremely important when you're reading this book or if you do a like a reread of this just count how many times you hear her say, oh, he lightly grazed my cheek. He caressed my face because it's insane. So during first class, she stands out because she asks, she asks if the correct strategic questions that nobody else in her year even thought of or considered. During the gym assessment, Violet spars with emo- emojin? Emogen? Emogen. Emogen? Thank you. Emogen who is a second-year rider and tries to kill her but is unsuccessful because of Violet's dragon scale corset. Now, the dragon scale corset that she was gifted by her sister is made of dragon scales by her sister's dragon. So that's also kind of keep in mind for in the little bit future. So she that night she agrees to help Raynan uh, study history and return her... And in return, she gets help for training on the mat. Now, she is pretty smart with how she decides to train and how she thinks she's going to beat everybody in the on the mats. Mm-hmm. She decides that if I can't beat them in strength, I'll beat them in wit. So she's been taking note at like lunches and like at their lunch sessions and stuff overhearing what what people just randomly talk about that they're allergic to so jack um jack barlow happens to mention he's allergic to oranges somebody else mentioned something else that they're allergic to and so she starts kind of collecting these herbs that can be used into these poisons that will not hurt you but will kind of disable you for a short amount of time and she collects oranges as well so while sneaking out to collect these poisonous berries uh violet hears zayden of and all of the first year marked kids so marked kids is every kid um whose parent was in the rebellion so they marked them and they told all of these kids that you can't be in the scribe 
quadrant, you can't be in healers or infantry. You have to be in the riders. Because if you want to be in a, rebe- in a rebellion, we'd rather have you under our tongue, kind of, or our finger, whatever you want to call it, so we can keep a close eye on you. We know how to kill you. Under our thumb. Under our thumb. I don't know why I said tongue. <laughs> He's just like, I don't know what you're doing, Taylor. So she hears Zayden and these first year marked kids gathering. And it's illegal in this camp, this school, for more than three marked kids to gather. And Zayden catches, well, she's actually up in a tree when this happens. And she's trying to be close to the tree, look, blend in with the tree. Be the tree. Be the tree. Become the tree. Yeah. And she's trying not to be seen by these guys. And if, because she knows if Zayden catches her, like, this is a bad idea. Like, this is horrible. It will end badly for her. He might kill her. Nobody's out here to catch him. But he catches her anyways after the others leave. And he, uh, Violet decides not to report him or report them at like the whole group because Zayden was just helping them get tutoring in areas that they were struggling in. Violet wins a string of challenges matched by poisoning her opponents. But on her fifth challenge, her opponent gets sick too early and she has to spar with Zayden instead. So Zayden removes her daggers while sparring with her just to show her that he can and teaches her to fight according to her body type and to aim for what would be her opponent's weak points. He also reveals that he knows that she's been poisoning her opponents before challenges. And fortunately, he does say that he will keep this little secret between them. Violet and her squad get their first practice session attempting to complete the gauntlet, which is a vertical obstacle uh, that it's a course that cadets must complete before threshing. And threshing always happens on October 1st every single year, no matter what day of the week. And each session, though, of this training, Violet struggles and fails to complete the last second to last obstacle. Dane uses this as proof that she should switch back to the scribe squad. Scribe quadrant. Thank you. God damn. While she still can. But Violet continually shuts the idea down. Now, by this point, he's been very... What's the correct word? Touchy. Touchy and... Feely. No, not just that. He's been very, like... Tamlin-y. Tamlin-y is a great word. <laughs> but he's been determined to get her out of squ- uh, into the scribe quadrant and out of riders. So he's like, you know, you still haven't made it to the first year. Like, he it's is a little a, bit late. but And we he is you. a scribe, isn't he? No, he's, he's rider. Okay. He just doesn't believe she can do it mm. and make it into the scribes or make it into the riders. So he wants to keep pushing her and sneaking her into the scribe thinking, oh, it's a little bit late into the year. But like the professor will take you back like you've worked with him your whole life like he'll take you in and she keeps telling him no and it's a really important thing to say that he around this point has touched her face probably 15 or 16 times 
meaning from every single class, from every meeting with Zayden at this point, even though it was just like the ones in the woods when she was collecting poisonous fairies and he caught her, he already knows about it. But he's not telling Violet he knows. He's just storing that information and taking it to leadership because he feels like he has to. Now, Zayden is above Dane as a third year. Right. So Zayden's the wing leader. Dane's the squad leader. Right. So he still has to answer to Zayden, but he doesn't trust him because he's a marked one. So before the official gauntlet run, Zayden tells her that the right way isn't the only way. So during her official run, she takes advantage of the exact wording of the rules to complete the gauntlet in a way that wasn't intended. And she ends up taking her daggers and rope to pull herself. It's kind of like, um, what's it called? Like that crazy obstacle course show that they run through. Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. Like the end where it's like straight up. Oh, uh, yeah. They have the, to get... uh, the vertical walls. Yes. That's what I envision as the end. Yeah. And so she takes a rope and basically swings up so that she doesn't have to do the work. But they go back and forth when she gets past it and she's, you know, past basically. A lot of the people say that she did it illegally and that she should be kicked out or have to run it again. But Amber Mavis, an older wing leader, uh, was upset that she was able to bend the rules and not be punished for it. Because they did rule that it was legal. They did rule that it was legal. And, of course, Zayden helped in that ruling, too. Um, so during threshing, which is, like, basically the biggest event of the year, and it, it determines everything. So if you don't... Let me try to get this straight. So basically, they line you in a in a row. All of the cadets that's made it so far, because there have been cadets that have not lived yet. You know, they they died in training. They died on the gauntlet. Wherever. They've done training now for threshing, which is to basically get your dragon, and you have to earn it. And one of the trainings was to. There's like an outside kind of half wall of stone where all the different types of dragons land to show off, basically. So, and I have it here. I'm so excited. Um, so, you have to walk past all of these dragons who are basically sizing you up. And if you look them in the eye, they'll kill you. They'll scorch you where you stand. So they tell them going in, look, you're looking at dragons, but you're not looking at them. You're respecting them. But you're here to choose them as much as they're here to choose you. So don't don't make eye contact. Walk right by and kind of present yourself to them. See, Show them that you're worthy of being bonded. So... They mention a few times that there's this one dragon who is a morning star tail, a black morning star tail, is not 
bonding this year because his dragon or his dragon rider died and he did not want to bond again that it's a sacred bond and they feel a lot of pain from their dragon rider dying now if your dragon dies in battle you die too it's not like you live and you can bond a dragon again and again and again dragons live if you die but they can bond or they can be basically hurt with pain and never bond again like this one black morning star tail chooses so she kind of looks up through her eyes and she sees that there are blue dragons which is um a good formidable size with knife-like spikes and are ruthless especially the blue dagger tail none are available during the current threshing a handful is in active fighting along the Isbin, Isbin Mountains? Yeah. So Blue Tagger Tail is described as ruthless but and vicious dragon that does not comply with the law and is the rarest of all blue. Red dragons should never be looked in the eye. Red sword tails are nasty when they get riled up. Red scorpion tails are the quickest to temper. Like I said... Black Dragons, the Black Morning Star Tail, has the same power of a club tail and spikes that can eviscerate a person as well as a dagger tail. It's a what they call a quote-unquote killing machine, considered to be one of the deadliest dragons as well as the smartest, most dis- discerning, and the rarest. Green Dragons are known for their keen intellect. They descend from the honorable line. Um, I'm not going to try to say that word because it's terrible but it's not in there (laughs) but it's a different type of line of dragons and are the most rational and reasonable type of dragon making them the perfect sage weapon especially in the case of club tails one should never back down from them to approach one lower your eyes and wait for their approval for the green dragon orange dragons come in various shades from apricot to carrot and they're the most unpredictable and therefore the risky the most risky and they descend from a Ficorian line brown dragons should not be shown trepidation trepidation and there's one that we don't know about yet which i'm not going to talk about until i talk about threshing so during threshing violet overhears three of her squad mates jack oren and Tarin. Tainan, sorry, talk about killing the smaller dragon they saw during presentation a few days earlier, which is a golden dragon. And no one really knew, heard, or seen a golden dragon before, but it looked extremely small, and they, these three students, called it unrideable because of its size. So she hears them talking about it. And saying that they should go kill this dragon to earn a bigger and better dragon. Like, that makes sense. Um, Because it's not rideable and it's a disgrace for someone to bond to this dragon. Let's go ahead and kill the small ones in hope of gaining the respect of the big ones. Exactly. Yeah. So, Violet beats them to the dragon and fights to protect off the golden one. Or, fights to protect the golden one. But when she's there, Jack, Orin, and Tainan, um, give her many in- injuries and almost get close to killing her. 
Now, she does look over uh, in this field and see Zayden at the tree line. But because it's threshing, he cannot help. He cannot interject. Any, anything that goes, goes. So if they want to sit there and kill her and this dragon, they could. And he can't do anything about it. This is the one time Zayden cannot protect her or Dane. So... They, she sustains many in- injuries from these three, but manages to kill or she managed to kill one of them while the other two were right there. Zayden and his dragon, um, which his dragon's name is so interesting to pronounce, Sigal, is they like see this whole fight happening. So... All of a sudden, she just notices that there's the other two, Jack and the other one, starting to kind of back up away from her. And she's like, shit, yeah, they finally, like, respect me. They think I'm cool. They think I'm bad. Like, I got them to step away from killing me and this dragon. Like, this is awesome. What she doesn't see (laughs) is that Zayden's dragon, Sigal, it has a dragon mate called Tarnanak. And he shows up to kill Tynan. And Vi- Violet then bonds with Tarnanak and the golden dragon Ardarnia. So he basically, when you bond a dragon, you can now have an unlimited line to talk to them in your head. And they can talk to you in, from to your head. So she doesn't even know she bonded them yet. And she just hears step down silver one. And he doesn't know her name. This is Tarnanak, the black morning star tail that just came to the rescue. And he calls her silver one due to her hair. So many cadets uh, did not bond with a dragon. And... When you bond with a dragon, you get on, you ride the dragon to the end kind of field and you present yourself and your bonded dragon for the scribes to take note of. So she's watching as all of the dragons below her are bonded and she's coming up on to to land. Now, Taryn is how Tarnan or Tarnan Tarn is really how you should pronounce it. He's the biggest dragon out there. So for her little nimble size, she can't actually get off of him or on him a correct way. So he has to do a bow to this human for her to correctly get on and off, which no dragon has ever made, um, has never like adapted for a human to get on and off easier. So he he definitely shows that he's just as committed to this new bond than anybody. Because he's never been... He's only had one bond before and it like broke him. So many cadets that did not bond with the dragon, they have to start a basically first year over again and hope that next threshing they get a dragon again. So... She goes, when she lands, she gets off Tarnanak and goes to the scribe to get her name on the list. And the scribe goes, 
oh, who who is this dragon that you just bonded with? And she says, Tarnanak. And she hears the little golden one put up in her head and on Darnium. On Darnium? Yeah. And he she goes, if it's easier, you can call me just Ardarna. So that's what she ends up calling her. And there are a few of the dragon riders who did not bond, who unlock Violet's door to try her, to kill her in her sleep. Violet wakes up before they can before they can kill her and stops time for a few seconds thanks to now having Andarnia's gift. So when you bond a dragon, you get their, like, you can use their powers, but you also get a signet of your own, which is connected to your dragon. So the golden one on Darnia can stop time. So she ends up freaking out at these unbonded, unbonded riders trying to kill her in her sleep and stops time for a minute, which is just enough time for Zayden to get to her room to save her life. Now, Zayden, his his dragon Segal and Tarnanak, since they are bonded, that means Zayden and Violet are now bonded. Because if, and they don't know how it works yet, it's still not proven because none of them have died in this book. But... The theory is, if Zayden dies, so does Violet, and vice versa, because they're all bonded. She can talk to his dragon, his he can talk to hers. So, the next day, Amber, who, uh, Amber Mavis, who is the one that kind of scheduled, or... Orchestrated. Orchestrated, thank you, that's a great word. Orchestrated this assassination attempt for... a. Violet she gets assassinated or she gets executed I'm sorry she gets she gets the the opposite of an assassination yeah she gets executed she is very well aware of who her killers are and and they are forcing her into this yeah (laughs) true so before uh her execution though Dane gets on Violet's nerves and in parentheses he he gets on her nerves again and he, as he tries to read her memories again, Zayden assigns Le- uh, Liam, another first year, to s- always stay with Violet to protect her because she's bonded to Taran. Her death could also kill him because they're both bonded to dragons that are mated. Later, Sigel and Taran have to have what they call dragon sex. And Violet, if you can't block out your dragon and your dragon's emotions, you feel what they're feeling. So she's influenced by their emotions and goes outside to get fresh air, where Zayden is there trying to drink so that he doesn't feel what his dragons are feeling. And he's basically like, yeah, this sucks, right? Like, you, you'll get better at it, at, you know, blocking them out. I can show you how to do it. So I'm in a sure he can, I'm sure he can show her quite a few <laughs> fucking things. So in a moment of weakness, she ends up kissing Zayden mm-hmm. and he reciprocates it. Ass. Yeah. He reciprocates. Yeah. Recipis- 
reciprocates it until he sends her to her room because she cannot be consent she cannot give consent while being influenced by her dragon's emotions so violet squad she her squad wins a series of challenges and for their reward they all get to go visit an outpost for the week now outposts are where the ward uh sets in for the whole part of their continent um so you mean for their country the outposts are on the border of their country sure that's a good way to put it I think that's a pr- I think that's a very <laughs> accurate way to fucking put yeah, it. Yeah, that's a great way actually. <laughs> so <laughs> they're you know they're like out there like they're it's just, not like a defined line or anything. It's just there. It's like on their continent. It's like oh, you mean borders? borders. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that would be correct. So she she does a little um <sighs> a little vacay and. <laughs> So she does a little vacay for this. Dane goes, a few other of her squad members, or like her squad goes and Dane, uh, but Zayden doesn't. But Zayden annoyingly has to join them three days later because their dragons, he finds out, cannot be apart for any longer than that. So there Violet sees her sister, but is forced to leave early with her squad when griffins attack the outpost mira stays behind to fight uh violet asks zayden to tell her what he was doing one time when she saw him outside the after curfew he tells her that he was in athabine which is another outpost so during a practice battle um hold on this is this is where it gets good (laughs) <laughs> so you mean at, at the climax of the book this, this is where it gets good because this is like literally well the last there's actually three like, paragraphs that it covers I know, here but there's actually way more and that's what i'm talking about so <laughs> the giggle gives it away i swear <laughs> to god so zayden ends up basically being like you know, leave emotions out of it, but we can fuck. You know? Oh, I am 100% sure that right? he did. He did? No, and oh, I'm, I'm, I'm positive that he did. Yeah, sure. So she finds out that she has a signet, which is one of the rarest powers, obviously, which is lightning wielding course it is right so oh my god this is what you told me about yeah i'm so excited ready okay so (laughs) her signet teacher is trying to get he takes her up onto a cliff and he's trying to get her to use her powers and you know he's like hey you need to um you need to like you like you need to learn this like you have to aim properly with this lightning you can't just willy-nilly throw it everywhere and you have to know that you can use it so she's trying to learn she's trying to learn it's pretty hard um but zayden is able to get her to use her power in a very special way 
um, by sex. <laughs> so, <laughs> it cracks me up. I just see this dude at this point as some sort of fucking caveman going, <laughs> Me make fuck, you make lightning. <laughs> So I forget if I mentioned Zayden's power is shadow wielding. I was going to say him make fuck. Is that his power? No, it's shadow wielding. <laughs> so he can have shadows, you know, come out his body. So. <laughs> they definitely got that from my hero academia. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> shadow wielding's in a lot of fantasy yeah, novels. It's true. It is. So he has to basically shadow wield so that the arm wire that broke due to her lightning powers does not literally land all on top of them during the act which i just giggled the whole time i thought it was hysterical now taryn is is such a grumpy old man and it it kills me every time he's he's so cute as a as a dragon and he i swear like she like the first time they flew together she kept like falling off and usually when you fall off of a dragon they're not gonna fucking save you they don't give a shit they're like huh that sucks (laughs) should have stayed on he keeps continuing to dive to save her. And in her head, he just keeps telling her, you have to stay on. Why are you so stupid? You stupid little human. Silver one, really? And like they're, they'll do other trainings throughout the book and just small little things like maneuvering and stuff like that. And he'll go, you're, looking, you're making us look bad. Stop it. You're making us look bad. Or like she bled one time and she's, he goes, stop bleeding. It's weird. (laughs) Like he's so grumpy old, get off my lawn kind of, you know, dragon. Mm -hmm. And so he just has the sassiest remarks and it just kills me. So he sees her uh, like the morning after her and Zayden spend a night together and she's trying to harness her powers and it's getting so hard and she doesn't know she doesn't know what to do she doesn't know how to do it and she just hears her dragon talk to her and says should i go get the wing leader is is that is that enough motivation for you <laughs> and it just cracks me up every single time because he's such a sassy guy but her dragon's so sassy so before it was like before this part that i'm about to talk about she kept falling out of the her what they call saddle and she couldn't stay on him so zayden decided to talk with taryn and his dragon sigal and say hey we really need an actual saddle made for you so that she can strap in her legs and stay on and so they end up making this really like nice leather bound big saddle that he can put on himself 
so that Zayden doesn't have to touch him because he does not like anybody other than Violet being near him and being on his back and all that. And they added a cute little thing on his chest so that they can clip Arndarna onto it, the little golden dragon, because she gets tired when she flies. (laughs) So he can clip her on and she can just, just stay there. Like a little baby. Oh, Lord. She's just a baby. <laughs> so, so when they when she gets shown this harness, <laughs> Dane comes up next to them and he goes, Is that a fucking saddle? And Taryn goes, No, it's a necklace. And he goes, Don't I look cute? And he's like, you you got to tell Dane, basically, shut the fuck up or I'm going to cinch him where he stands. And she goes, he's asking you to be quiet. And he goes, my exact words, silver one. And she goes, so listen, if you don't shut the fuck up right now, he's going to send you where you stand. And he goes, oh, fuck, you know, and backs away a little bit. So after all of this and after the outpost where it was attacked by Griffin's, she is light wield, lightning wielding and she uses her lightning to strike a, a turret, killing Jack, who gets buried under the rubble because he tries killing Liam, which is her like bodyguard at the time, her bestie. And I love Liam so much. He's the cutest. I he, And he even says like, but we're like, we're best friends because she keeps questioning, like, why are you doing this? Why are you protecting me? Why are you, bo- like, you're babysitting. Like, this is silly for you. You should not be babysitting me. Like, aren't you mad at Zayden? And he goes, no, I owe, I owe him my life. Like, I don't think I'm babysitting. I think I'm hanging out with my best friend. And she's like, best friend? And he goes, you don't think we're best friends? And so they, like, grow a friendship from being babysat, basically. But... 10 days before graduation, the riders are set on their final war game and Violet goes with Satan and other marked ones to an outpost outside of the protection of the nation. Before she leaves, Dane touches her fucking face and says, I'm sorry. And at this point, at the because this is basically near the very, very end, this is the last time in this book that she sees Dane, he has touched her face 37 times. I've counted. It's around 37. It's like 37. So he has gotten information from her with or without her knowing 37 times throughout this whole fucking book. And so when they go to this outpost... It's revealed that Dane read her memories of Zayden mentioning Athbine. And so they were sent there for this final war game to be killed by Venon and Wyverns, creatures that were taught only existed in fables. There's a huge epic battle because Venon, like, ride Weaverin, like, dragon riders ride dragons 
and but they're much smaller but they're much deadlier because they don't have magic just from their dragon because they don't have that they just create their own which makes them much more dangerous it's black magic kind of thing it's deadlier and a little tidbit information is if a venom get close to you and tries to kill you if you get poisoned some of your hair might turn silver who who else do who in this fucking book do we know who has silver hair our our main bitch yeah so the theory is her mom was fighting a venom when she was pregnant with Violet and she got either stabbed or hurt somewhere by a venom which caused this sickness in the belly and made her sick as a newborn with silver hair. It's not been confirmed, but I'm ready for it to be. Just, it's just a theory. It's just a theory. So the group that are there, which is her school very small part of her squad um like liam her um zayden i think his cousin bodie and a few others were there so this group has to fight these creatures to protect the civilians at the athbine outpost but during the battle liam's dragon is killed so Violet saves him from falling to his death in the ground or to the ground. But she knows he's dying very quickly because his dragon just died. So he he basically tells Violet that. Please take me to my dragon. I want to see her. I want to be dead. I want to die next to her. So she gets him to the ground. Satan meets them there and they stand there as he's dying and he basically tells Violet, which is so fucking sad. It makes me cry every time. She tells him how much of a best friend he truly was to her and how much he, she appreciates him. And he said that it was his pleasure to be his friend or to be her friend and to protect her. So he dies and Violet is knocked unconscious at the end by a f- poisonous blade from the venom. At this point, she's unconscious. A few days go by, but she hears things there here and there that are being talked about around her. And she hears certain things from Zayden and an unknown figure that if she wakes up, she might not know who she is, where she is, and she might not know you, anybody around her. And might not even have her powers anymore. So she does wake up and she's perfectly fine. She remembers everything. But is concerned of how a healer at an outpost saved her life when there was no other crazy talented healer. And to get a healer out there would have taken forever. And the school wouldn't have sent one because they sent them there to die, basically. Right. 
So when she wakes up, she learns that her brother, Brennan, who th- she thought was killed over five years ago by Zayden's father, is actually alive and a part of the Revo- rebellion and is at the time and now, because she thought she di- he died, was the most powerful healer in the whole quadrant. So he saved her life. He healed her. And she gets to see her brother again. The end. Thank you. That was a lot. Good job, T. Thank you. Um, do you feel better? I do. I do. I know I left some stuff out, so you, I apologize with that. You've been yammering for the like. You've been you've been really yearning for this one. I have been, um, but I know I left some stuff out. But there was. Um, why am I like blanking on my next movement? Shit. I don't know. I'm totally. Oh, at one point in the book, though, it was really. F- it makes sense when you realize how confused she is. Um, she mentions to Zayden at the beginning, like, you know, you, you killed my, like, your father killed my brother and my mom killed your father so i feel like we're pretty even and he said you have no clue how far from even we are because he's been a part of this secret rebellion with her brother for the past three three and a half years and so it's interesting a lot of fans think too which i think it's cute if it is true he didn't kill her because he fell in love with her through stories her brother told him isn't that sweet i don't know how true it is but it's fucking sweet (laughs) so sweet anyways but that is the end of fourth wing the second book is iron flame uh we will be talking about that when i get enough notes for that put together um it's very detailed oriented and crazy so we'll see how that goes but yeah, so catch Violet, Dane, Zayden, Brennan in the next book. Cool. Done, son. I think we've got a, a strong string of episodes that that we're planning um, around books here coming yeah. out in the next probably two months or so. Yeah, because um, I know I want to talk about the next book um i think it's the third book that we have to talk about in from blood and ash mm-hmm. so that's another big book yep and then um i know our the next book that we're planning on putting out is solo leveling volume five mm-hmm. um we are pushing forward to the um premiere of the new solo leveling anime which i think we're gonna do an, an episode on that probably the beginning of the season and probably close to the end that we could end up doing one episode by episode which those could take the place of our bullshit episodes for the week yeah so yep um and i think i've got a couple other light novel series in the works as well i think eminence in the shadow may be coming Ooh. soon i'm very excited for that one that'd so, be fun yes so, Miss Taylor, do you have anything else for us this week? Um, it's a great question, Brandon. 
Oh, I think you do have a shout out. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought this up. Thank you. Let me take the mic real quick. (laughs) Brian. He, he's reading, and I'm so proud of him. He's reading all of these books that I'm just throwing at him and he's taking it in stride. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll read it. If I don't like it, whatever's. So I really appreciate it. But he has heard me talk about this fucking fourth wing book and the build up to the second for so long now that he has the first book on order right now for like his audio, like library audio Libby or whatever it's called. So I think it should be ready for him in like a month. So he's all excited to like listen to it. So I'm, I'm excited to know his real thoughts behind it. It's it's not as spicy or steamy. So I think he'll enjoy it. I think there's only like two scenes in it that are really like graphic-ish and they don't last long. So I think he'll be fine and it will be a great time for bonding over this fucking book that I ha- I'll have somebody to speak about it with. Anyways. And another shout out. I had to save the best for last. I do. Not saying. Not saying Brian. Brian's not the best. Brian, I, I love you even though I love <laughs> you through Taylor because I've never met you. Yeah. We've never met, but we know each other. Ew. Anyways, um, not that Brian's not the best, but shout out to my bestie, my love, my overarching bestie friend, James, because it's his birthday today. And James. he's coming Friday. So two days, three days, four days. Fuck. Yeah, I guess it's Monday, isn't it? Yeah, it's Monday. Whatever. I keep forgetting. Anyways, but he's coming Friday to see me and a few other friends. So I'm very excited. So happy birthday, James. And I hope you have a lo- lovely, lovely week. Any shout outs for you? No, I did mine last week and I never heard anything from Erica. So I don't even know if she listened to any of the episodes. Erica, step up, bitch. I know. Come on. Come on, woman. Anyways, uh, that is all for us this week. I appreciate you guys for listening. We love you all. As I always say, make sure to tell your friends, your family. Your neighbors, the pets, tell your goldfish, the kids at Kmart, your enemies, the moles, the voles, the groundhogs, the possums, the trash pandas, um, the actual pandas, um, tell the Savannah bananas. And <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, if anyone has banana tickets and, and wants to, you know, slip slip the show a pair, mm-hmm. we'd, we'd love to go see some banana ball. Anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you, and good night, good morrow, and good morning to all of you fine folks. Bye, guys. There's the stop button.